Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. hate to start here but we have to what is going on with the yankees right now i think sometimes the surface reflects the beast within <laughs> and it is mired and riddled disease riddled franchise the thing that weirds me out about this we're talking about the yankees COVID outbreak that has affected just a ton of players at this point more importantly, my fantasy team that owns Garrett Cole. More, your fantasy team. That there's spacing between when they're announcing different guys. It's not like one breakout. It's like just this unma- this thing that they cannot manage somehow. And it's been happening since the All-Star break. I know! That's the crazy yeah. part. That's the part that's insane to me. Like, you can't... You can't... Like, that shows me that they're never going to cancel another MLB game for COVID. Because... Clearly, this t- the whole team should be shut down if you actually care. Should be, yeah. Saint, right. Yeah, St. Louis Cardinals 2020 style. Yes, right. The, clearly, the whole team should be shut down for a week, two weeks. But instead, they're just going to be content to have all of these Yankees hit the IL spaced out in different times. And they're obviously testing positive because they're not coming back. <laughs> like... If you keep going unvaccinated and you're an MLB player, eventually you're going to get COVID. <laughs> there is yeah. no, like, you're interacting with so many people. Like, you're just, you're going to get it. Yeah, but this is like, so Jason Tatum got COVID and has a claim that he, he had to use an inhaler before every game because he was, de- I mean, that affected. Right. And then there's still players on the Celtics who didn't get get a shot. I don't even know. I mean, I don't, I, did Jason Tatum get vaccinated? <laughs> I don't. I th- I thought so. Yeah. I I don't know. Um, I don't know what to do with. I don't know what to do with that. I think that. I think we're seeing that not much is going to happen based on how many Yankees have hit the IL. No, they're not canceling games. No other teams have seemed to have evaluated their calculus. No one's make. No one is saying we're not going to. No teams are like we're not going to face the Yankees because they're sick. <laughs> Like, teams still seem fine to face them. The Rizzo one was the one that really hit me because, like, they traded him and then he got COVID. <laughs> like, like what? Like, you, cl- the Yankees clearly don't have it under control. Yeah, almost. Yeah, it was a great example. I don't know what's happening with the team. Anyway, let's move on from that. Yankees, total disaster. Should They should be very, they should be very embarrassed Yeah, is my take on it. Like, they should be extremely embarrassed that this is happening. They appear to not care. Yeah. All right. All right, let's move on to a happier topic. Premier League, Premier League. is back. Do, are we doing over-unders? So, so we got to pick. We need to pick Champions League and relegation. I I mean, Nor- I, Norwich and Burnley, I'm, I'm going to say right now, are going to go back down. Are going to go down. Okay. Well, no, Burn- Burnley... Oh, so Burnley's going to go back down. But they didn't come up. They didn't just come up. Yeah, but they... It, it's... Okay, yeah. So five years ago, they came back, back up. Uh, but... They're still, they're not an EPL team. 
Let's be clear. What about okay? So so you're saying Norwich, Burnley. I think that we're gonna see another turnover. I'm feeling like, uh, you know, Brighton had some had some bright spots last year, but they are terrible. Largely did not look good. <laughs> so, uh but I mean, are they better than Watford? Well, I th- probably. I think they. If we want to take four, I think that it would oh. be Brighton, Burnley, Watford, Norwich. I think that's right. I think that that is the that's three the out of four, four of those will will go down. Brentford's got a sweet logo. The, let's just. I like Brentford. Let's just trust that they're going to stay up. You know, is there any chance that Newcastle goes down? Yes, but there's also a good chance that they do what they do, which is like just squeak by. I actually okay. I think that they're going to. I think they're going to squeak by. All right. So the four: Brighton, Burnley, Norwich, Watford. Feels good about that. All right, let's do the five for Premier League. So the smart money would be on Manchester, Chelsea, Liverpool, well, both Manchester's and Tottenham or Arsenal. I think that would be the. I think those would be the smart money. The question is, do you want to swap out people for longer odds teams? I do not want Arsenal, and I do not want Tottenham. But I think okay. the two, so, two Manchester's and Liverpool are. I want Chelsea. And Chelsea. I want Chelsea in there. Yeah. So so then you're looking at let's say Leicester, Leicester, West Ham, Everton, no. Leeds. <laughs> I mean, we're trying we're trying to get five. Yeah, we're trying to get five. So we got both Manchester's, Chelsea, Liverpool. Those. I mean, I think those are probably the four. <laughs> but let's pick ourselves a fifth one for fun. Who's the long shot? Who's it? Brentford? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, Leicester's not going to be that long. Crystal Palace? West Ham is going to be... West Ham's going to be long, I think. Pretty Well, Crystal Palace is going to be super long. Everton would be a fun one, too, but I, I don't know. No, Carlo. I think... I think... Let's... Let's do Leicester. Let's, let's pick... Let's go safer. Okay. Well, today, we are going to try and... I don't know. Take some long shots. We were just talking about short odds. Let's talk about some longer odds here. Thing, guys that you might want to pick up for a playoff run. Um, and I think we define this a little bit differently. So each of us. So we'll get into it and see what we find. So here we go. Uh, you told me to come up with three guys. And I came up with... One, came two, up with more three, than three guys. Four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, I started at the top. Like I started with guys that I was really excited about, and then I realized, oh, they're all, they're all owned, they're all you know ninety eight percent owned in TGFBI. That's not good. So then I was like, well, then I'll take some crazier ones, and I came up with guys in the twenty to fifty percent range that I was excited about. And then I was like, well, what about some totally crazy ones? So I'm just gonna run through eight really Let's quick and stop me where you're interested. So top to bottom here, most owned, Cesar Hernandez. If he's available, get him. <laughs> Lamont Wade Jr. I also think he's worth getting. Alex Colomay, definitely worth getting, although I think we're going to have a bet about him in a minute. Those are my three top three. Okay. Available, go grab them. Yeah, I dropped Cesar Hernandez right before he started because I was like, yeah, it's not going to work in Chicago. Well, so, I mean, that would be the dumbest drop on this pod if I hadn't dropped Cedric Mullins like day two. Okay. Yeah, I, well. Of this, yeah. of this season. All right. Next range down. Kyle Lewis at 50%, Brent Rooker 39%, David Boat at 20%. I think 
each one of those guys is poised to make an impact, basically the same impact, basically a power impact towards the end of the season for you, possibly. Yeah. And then I got two guys that are just, I have no idea what to make of this, but they're going to be dirt cheap. Hoy Park, new leadoff man in Pittsburgh, and then at 7% yeah. owned. And Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey. 5% owned. But he's seeing some playing time. So wow, has his worth season discussing. gone up and down? Okay. I just gave you eight guys. Yeah, you did. You told me to give you three. Yep. So why don't you pick three pick out of three. those? I gave you I gave you real upside. I gave you what I think are upsides and downsides for each one of them. Well as well. Let's can we just not we're we're let's not talk about a twin. <laughs> I literally wrote downside for Brent Rooker is in Minnesota. I do want to talk about David Boat. I want to talk about okay. one of his uh, teammates. I do not want to talk about Matt Harvey. I do. I will hear what you have to say about Hoyt Park. And then let's talk about Kyle Lewis. Okay. I think those three are, I think those are good ones. So let's, let's go bottom to top here. Cause I have the least to say about Hoyt Park. But yeah, if, if Cesar Hernandez, Lamont Wade or Alex Colomay are available, go grab them. Yeah. Yeah. Although I have some, I have some questions about Lamont Wade based on his spray chart. He's hitting just straight into the shift. But it's fine. Is that bad? Uh, yeah, is that bad? I don't know. Um, so it could his luck could run out is all I'm saying. But he's on the San Francisco team. They're leading him off. So, like, <laughs> go get him. All right. Um, Hoy Park came over to Pittsburgh in the trade with the Yankees. And Pittsburgh is immediately popped him into their leadoff spot. And he seems like... He's going to stick there. His his profile scans like a like a leadoff hitter. So I think you're talking about a Pittsburgh team that has been pretty regular throughout the year. They haven't shown much propensity for moving their lineups around. So I would say he's likely to stick there at at leadoff. Um, Adam Frazier got runs, and Adam Frazier is good, but it wasn't all him getting the runs. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it was things being, had to happen being where he was. Yeah things had to happen so i'm thinking worth taking a shot if you're looking to fill fill that same spot uh downside of course no track record and he is in pittsburgh but the only piece that pittsburgh materially moved was adam frazier <laughs> so the rest of the team is pretty similar but it's not good <laughs> no it's not but you still good, have brian reynolds it... which is nice and then cabrian hayes up and down so i mean it's a quadruple a team which is great because it's what Hoy Park was, a quadruple A player, and now major he's... quadruple major quadruple A player. So here we go. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think I think there's something there. Uh, all right, David Boat. Um, I'm curious what you have to say about him. I like him for um, a massive exit velocity and again regular playing time. That's the opportunity now. I like. I I kept on looking at guys who are in Chicago and being like. Well, someone's got to play. <laughs> <laughs> they they've got to start somebody. He's I mean, he has played in 50 games this year. And I think the one thing that really happened is that when you trade the first four guys in your lineup like the Cubs did, yeah. everybody else has to move up. <laughs> so David Boat going from hitting 7th, 8th to hitting 4-5 is a big improvement. David Boat, I wish that he was batting 4. Patrick Wisdom not exactly the not exactly an immovable object, though. So 
It's I good. Think so. I, I like I mean, David Bow. Interesting. He's he's someone that I know has come up before in my analyses over the years. Yeah, and I think you know finally finally seeing some opportunity. So I think he's a guy that's going to have power. Probably going to hit it. Probably going to give you a decent runs RBIs balance is what I'm looking at him for. I love Cubs. David Bow captures everyday role. Is did he really capture it or did it kind of like? fall into his lap he fell into that one yeah 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 ass backwards for sure all right last guy on my list at 50 percent owned because he's only played in a couple games this year kyle lewis uh let me just you know hype him up first upside tons of power and he's going to be cheap right now because he's injured until late august yeah yeah Uh, but he he, could be a difference maker he's he i think is the bona fide you know real difference maker for the last month of the season for you you know if you if you need that extra power push i think he's one of those guys that could really give it to you wow here is his 2021 projected totals according to cbs 151 games 99 runs 38 home runs 88 rbis 13 stolen bases and a 271 average well michael he's not gonna hit that He's not hit those <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's gonna slot right back into the lineup. The Mariners. He played. In, okay, he's played in thirty-six games this year. Mariners hit him at basically number four all the time, mm-hmm. um, which is great. I mean, that's a good. It's a good spot for him to be. They just got to get him back into the lineup. Yeah. He's just got to get healthy. Yeah. And do we think he will be? Um, I think I think he will be. I think that there's the Mariners aren't going to rush him, but I think there's a lot of incentive to get him playing in September. Yeah, you know, late August, early September. Yeah, I they really want to you know, see what they have in, in a lot exactly. of their players, and it, their moves at the deadline were kind of odd. They really do need to see what they have. They have a, I mean, they have a lot of talent in places. Um, that just they need to. Some of it needs to start being realized. I agree. All right, so that's my list. What, what do you have for me? All right, so I took a look at the um, ownership data and um, who's been who's been making moves here lately. Um, I so I, my my rules was sixty uh, percent ownership in CBS was was a max um, to be included. That unfortunately means that one of your old old friends, uh, Joey Votto, was excluded from this analysis. Ah. Oh. All right, but you should probably. I mean, you should cons- you can consider getting Joey Votto if you want to. So I've got Kyle Farmer, Harrison Bader, Louis Patino, 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 sure, Dylan Varsho, and Cal Quantrill. Some of these names are names that we've that have been on the waiver wire for years. It feels like, and then <laughs> and then here's. I just want to give you a couple guys okay. that I picked up, and you can tell right. me if you want to talk about them. Lorenzo Cain. Rafael Ortega and Kyle Finnegan. I kind of can't believe. I mean, I I can't believe that that Lorenzo Cain was available to me. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I I I love that pickup. I mean, obviously, if he's available, go get him. But I consider him to be in like the you know Cesar Hernandez, he's <laughs> probably Wade too, Jr. Too owned. Okay. Style camp. I think he's at ninety. I think he's also at ninety eight percent. I just looked him up. Can okay um, question, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, fine. No Lorenzo Cain. Fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, what What else do I like? I mean, I I love Dalton Varsho. Look, I've I've got Dalton Varsho. We'll talk about. Um, him. I think I think Quantrill is great. Um, a guy who's gonna going to exceed his ex 
strongly exceed his expectations. I think he's looking, it's looking like he's going to beat his percentages by 20% or so. And that's, that's good. That's good value. These other guys I'm, I'm less sure of. Kyle Farmer is, yeah, well, do you I want talk about, your, it, yeah it's, do we want to have a bigger, bigger conversation about Cal or do you just want to say, don't we, we don't have to talk about him because yeah, you agree. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess I'm curious what you view as his, as his upside. <sighs> it's not strikeouts. It's not strikeouts. I mean, it, I think it's it's kind of inexpitched. Inexpitched. So he's a very so he's a very specific play for someone and wins is that team. But that team could get a couple wins if you're if you're getting that as many innings as he's getting in these in these games and putting up and st- keeping the team in in games. Then I mean, you could you could end up getting wins. I mean, he's I a very right. he's a, he's the ad for a team that needs to have more innings. I I agree with that that sentiment exactly if you i mean and and, mo- and honestly most teams in tgfbi need that right because we we already know that that ips that innings pitched are are the difference maker yeah yeah 109 uh 109 k that's what his on pace number is is 109 <laughs> <laughs> it's better than a lot of the players out there that are there and uh yeah i mean i should probably add him in tgfbi if he's available some of these, I'm kind of so Harrison Bader, isn't he at? Um, isn't he 100 percent owned? I'm surprised it, that he's no. available. Well, this is I, again, this is a this is a difference between looking at a looking at CBS, which has mostly head to head mixed leagues, sure, and TGFBI, which is deep roto. <laughs> I I mean I guess I I like Bader because he's on a you know I because I. I generally have a soft spot for anyone on the Cardinals. I think that they tend to know what they're doing <laughs> more mm-hmm. when, when when they trot guys out. They tend to they tend to have been a little bit more intentional about who they're putting out. <laughs> um, he is hitting ahead of Paul DeYoung in the lineup, who is somebody that that popped up repeatedly, and I resisted the urge to suggest that anyone go get him. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but he I, is hitting seventh. He is hitting seventh. Um, I mean, it's not eighth, and the top of the lineup's really good. So, yeah, I mean, you might be able to squeeze a little bit more out of him, but right. So, for the leagues where he's available, is he going to be a difference maker? Is what you're saying? Which is no. Yeah, I think right. So, I I guess I mean, you highlighted Dalton Varsho, and I think Dalton Varsho is a legitimate shot at a difference maker because he's a catcher with catcher eligible with stolen base potential which is incredible depending upon the configuration of your league. Yeah. Um, he's also, he's also outfield eligible. they they seem to be mostly playing him in the outfield anyway. 200 hitter Arizona. for the year. Yeah. I mean, he, he looks like a catcher except he has stolen bases. <laughs> it's very confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I highlight him because I thought that you, you, you mentioned him. So which, which three of these guys would you say of the ones that well, I, well, I think who are, I mean, I, Quantrill, I think, is good because he's because of return on on value for a specific team. Mm-hmm. Varsho, I think, if you need stolen bases, he's one of your most sure tracks because the other way to get stolen bases right now is to pick up stolen base specialists. But Varsho is actually getting at bats, so there's a chance yeah. that he'll help you out in other categories. And then I can't believe you're recommending a Tampa Bay pitcher. I mean, Patino is the one that we haven't talked about yet. Well, I'm basing that on this is based on the ownership trend. The ownership trend is very positive. 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that he's got he's got a pretty good look. But you're right. It's always it's a morass. It's like the um, it's like Tampa Bay pitchers are like uh, Patriot running backs. It's like you know you never you can't chase after them. It's like oh they had a good good game. Let's let's yeah. add them and then it never never happens again. I think I think you're right. I guess of the rest of this list, I think I mean the the three guys that you picked up, I think are are in. I would put in the same camp as like the must ads as my list. Rafael Ortega is not owned and is is owned. What is his ownership in TGFBI? I think it's a hundred. I think it's a hundred. Is it a hundred now? It is ninety actually. 90. So I th- I think you he's the he's the one that you have a shot at getting and like. You know, go go get him if you can. Ride this ride this streak that he appears to be having. But this is for a similar reason as Boat is is interesting, right? Is because he's going to be batting one in a Chicago mm-hmm. Cubs. People have to go out there and continue playing, even though they got rid of half the team. They're still going to have to go and play. People will have to <laughs> swing bats and continue playing. So, and he's a just he's been on fire. Yeah, and I think I mean. Cubs are looking for anything that's going to give them bright spots at this point. Because as I wrote in my downsides for the David Boat one, I mean the like the Cubs organization appears to have given up, but individual players—they're not. It still has to matter to them. So yeah, I think okay. I would say of these, of the rest of them, the one that I'm most excited about would be Rafael Ortega. If you can get him, go get him. Yeah. Which so let's put him as did not fit your role, third so. option. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. I, these are six guys. I think these we'll keep we'll let's take a look at them later in the at the end of the year and see if they if there's any chance that they made a real difference. Now I wanna do I I wanna do a quick head to head. Uh-huh. Kyle Finnegan, Alex Colomay. I am all in on Colomay, so I'm plenty happy to do this. How are we gonna do the head to head? Is it just saves rest of the way. Saves. Can we should we do three categories? Uh, saves ERA whip. You want to do everything, or do you like K's? I don't really care about their K's. Actually, here's what I I would love to do it this way, because wins are are worth something. I would love to do a saves okay. plus wins K's, and then let's do ERA because who cares about the whip? Saves plus wins K's ERA. Fine. I like that because I think Colome has got a good shot at getting a bunch getting of wins getting some wins with it. Yeah, <laughs> the team just going well. I mean. Early season, if you if he'd be the closer if he had just finished some of those games where he came in with it tied. I know. That's what I'm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. All right, great bet box, excellent addition. I think that about brings us to the review session. Miguel Rojas. Miguel Rojas, not a guy that I thought we would be talking about before the start of this year, despite the fact that he's played consistently for the Marlins for. Five years? Well, you said it right there, Marlins. It's pretty remarkable. All right, so this year, so far, stats. 89 games, 50 runs, 6 runs, 28 RBIs. What a ratio. Uh, 10 stolen bases and a 270 average. That's decent. I mean, considering the guys that we've been talking about in recent weeks, no problems there for me. Yeah, no, he's he's been doing pretty well. I got weirdly, I will be honest, after watching him this week, I got a little bit excited about him. He's fun, yeah. In this I, should not, I should not be excited about him. But the other thing is that, right, if you look at his career stats. He's 32 years this old. Is, 
This is basically a year. Yeah, so he's got a track record. This is basically a year that you expect. So I think you, give can, him, you can. Oh, based on the like um, stats to plate appearances, you mean? Yeah, I mean his he's got a two sixty six average over time. Like that's pretty good. He's stealing more bases this year, which is a little. I mean that's that's a little out there. I don't know. Is this is he just more healthy this year than he's been in previous years? Um, or is it just that he's he's getting so much he's on base so much more he's just feeling like instead of like happy to be here he's like thinking about the next level <laughs> maybe i mean runs are very whatever he looks he's obviously screens as a top of the lineup guy because he's getting tons of runs and no rbis <laughs> yeah i like that wow yeah, you would barrel like that percent is five <laughs> fifth percentile it's for barrels it's, well i love seeing those next to each other right he never barrels the ball but he doesn't cave very often yeah no, that is uh, that is more my style player. Sprint he's, speed. He, look at what 41. A, what a first, that's, that's pretty good. First percentile. But it's also not very good. Well, I think I think anything above 30th percentile is acceptable it's to acceptable. me. Is my general take on sprint speed is like I don't care as long as you're not slow. Yeah. You know, your average major leaguer, everyone in most people in the majors can steal a base, right? Yep. So it's fine. I mean, obviously, this is a guy that you're going to love. He's a major contact hitter. I always Low like barrels, yep. but but look, you know, he never barrels the ball, but he also never whiffs. So yep, never hits it hard. I mean, even <laughs> looking at the home runs, like I think it's all I know. of his home runs, none of them look like they should have been a home run. <laughs> no, the ho- the home runs are very uncertain. A nice, a pleasant surprise. They're all to the same, you know, they're all basically to the same part of the field. Yeah, am I supposed to follow through on this? Oh, yeah, I guess I should. What's his ownership? I assume he's 100% owned in TGFBI. Yes. Yeah. I believe both Rojas's are, actually. No, Josh Josh is 95. Miguel is 100%. It's too bad that he's... Miguel is 49%. Really? Well, it does. He's not, not like, mixed 10 to 12-team mixed league. Lighting the Look world at this. They're, fire. they're calling him a a similar batter. What his like second <laughs> highest comp this year? Twenty twenty one with Merrifield. Obviously, Ooh. he's gonna be a guy you love. Ooh, ouch! Oh, wit. <laughs> to wit. Uh, that's funny. Am... That's actually that's actually quite funny. Joe Panic yeah. makes a ton of sense. Joe Panic is a good. Twenty sixteen Gerard Dyson, Jose Iglesias. Not well. I mean, I, that probably says way more about Whit Merrifield than that says about Miguel Rojas. That does say stuff about his current year. It's true. Wow. I will say that you really do want, like, the Cubs should go and get him. He would have 10 home runs in if he played at Wrigley. <laughs> well, with that team this year, I mean, they just need to fill up, somehow get to enough men on the field, nine guys. Should do it. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but it's not that different for Miami. All right, what what else do you want to say about Miguel Rojas? I am I'd be excited to own him in TGFBI if he is my I I wouldn't be excited to have him in um a head to head going to the playoffs. That'd be a position where it's like I would like him. I would like him on my team to, to ride the bench so that yeah. he can fill in. It's unfortunate that he's not as second base eligible yeah used to be right he's played third and first this year 
And some, so some leagues, he might actually be eligible at third and first, which would be helpful. But shortstop is so deep this year that who? I know. Who needs him? Good guy to round out your middle infield slot, I think, potentially. But I agree with you, not a head-to-head guy. And not really that much, you know, he's not going to be here in the future. He's 32 years old. Right. So we, we don't need to spend a lot of time wondering what he's going to look like in five years because he won't be playing in the majors in five years. I mean, he will look good in a jumbo shrimps uniform in AAA or whatever. <laughs> Olympic baseball, I think, is what is where people are going now. Yard like. goat. Oh, yeah. Yard goat for sure. Uh, who are we doing next week? We're going to talk about Jonathan VR. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.